0: All right, Chavosei. Good morning. Let us uh, us begin. So we are starting. Good. Thank you. So we are are, are continuing this morning in Osmem Chas, in Silka Asat So if you remember again, the Rebbe really introduced to us this incredible idea of lo yischaber imrishoyim. That as much as we said in Osmem Zayn, that every Nida, even negative ones, and every character traits, even negative ones, could be used for good. When it comes to creating connections with the wicked, one must distance themselves. That one must be very careful about connection with a Russia, because that connection, And again, how, how, remember, who's a Russia, how you define a Russia? so that we're not exactly getting into, because that becomes even a little bit more complicated. But one of the things that we did see is that, even someone who may have good intentions, but the actualization of those intentions is through something negative or illicit, ultimately, again, has the status of a rasha as well and really needs to be avoided. That was the example of Yosef, and the wife of Potifar, but the Rebbe ends off really by saying something quite fascinating. The guy Yehuda on page Kuftes Vov in the Biuriah Hasidos, the left-hand column. So the Rebbe writes as follows. He says the fact that Yosef would not have a relationship with Ashes Potiphar, even though again the Rabbi stated this idea that she saw, and even he saw, some potential that this was the quote-unquote the will of God, that there be a child or children, from a union between Yosef and a woman from the home of Potiphar the only question was, was it the wife of Potiphar, was it the, water of po- was it the daughter of Potiphar, and yet Yosef really would not would not have any part of it, right, would not engage in this behavior because he felt ultimately again that the wife of Potiphar was a Russia, and therefore again she just could not engage her so interestingly enough he writes as follows he says So here the Rebbe points out something very fascinating he says, what about the story of Yehuda and Tamar? And the story of Yehuda and Tamar is a very strange story when you read it, right? Yehuda thinking that Tamar was, was a harlot ultimately, again, pays her for her services. She becomes pregnant. Pregnant now, she becomes pregnant with twins, right? And those twins ultimately, again, become the future destiny of Cloudy Yisrael, right? Paretz and Zarah really become the source from which Davidic monarchy, Mashiach, ultimately comes. So, that, that was also, I mean, if you look at that now, again, what was that was that an illicit act? Not really. I know remember, again, Yehuda wasn't married. Uh, Tamar wasn't married. In fact, the Gemara points out that he asked her a whole series of questions before having relations with her. But even if it's not, quote-unquote, halachically illegal, it certainly seems like a strange story. So here you have Yosef abstaining from a relationship that he felt was inappropriate. Yehuda engaging in a relationship that kind of just... Raises our eyebrows as we read it. How do we distinguish? And, and but to take it further, Yosef wouldn't engage in a relationship because, I'll, like the Rebbe says, Lo im But isn't the act of having relations with a harlot, by definition, one of connecting with the wicked? Okay, it's fine. It turned out to be Tamar, and obviously, again, there was uh, the Hashem, the hand of God, was manifest in that encounter. But still, when Yehuda is thinking about the decision, doesn't he like Yosef? Have to be careful with connection with the Russia. So the Rebbe says something amazing. He goes on, he says, So remember again from Parats and Zarach comes the Vedic monarchy and also great prophets like the prophet Ishayel. Al Mashami Hudat Sad Khami Mani goes on ech Yada Elish Yats Sabaskova Umrah Mimeni Yatsu Yatsu Kivushim. So the Rebbe goes, Ul mitzvah, I'm just going to read a couple lines, then we'll explain. Ul mitzvah of tamar so remember, again, not only that, but as as Tamar is about to be executed for her act of immorality, and remember, she is not going to disclose the identity of the father of her children. She will not embarrass Yehuda. But Yehuda then realizes what happens, and he says the words, Tzadka mimeni, Ultimately, again, she is more righteous. She is wiser than I. In fact, the Gemara says that a baskal, a heavenly ca- voice, comes out and said, Tzadka, after Yehuda said, she is righteous, the Rebunosh olam said, me many. These circumstances have come about because of me. So you see that the olam himself was involved in these circumstances. So asks Reb Tzadik, Ve'imkain, yeish lahaven, lama nimna Yosef potifar, so let's go back for just a second. Sakkadish Baruch, who says, all of these circumstances were from me. They were all from me. So I don't understand. We're going back before to the Yosef story. Asia's Potifar sees that there is to be a union between what she thought was her and Yosef. Even Yosef sees that there is some connection between a woman from Potiphar's house and him which will produce offspring. So what, I, I don't understand, I mean, it's even if you think about it to a certain degree, isn't it even a stronger case to be made than the Yehuda and Tamar story, right? When Yehuda has relations with Tamar, he has no idea that God is in the picture over here. He has no idea about the wheels that are turning, right? Yehuda's coming off the, the, the loss of his wife, right? Looking, so he finds Tam- So Again, afterwards, you see it was God Yosef at least has some type of prophetic ah, what's the right what is the right word the right word, like inclination that, that this is supposed to be a union, and yet he doesn't go through with anything. How do you understand it? So we'll say here lies is the fundamental distinction. Shethamar Sadekes. Tamar was righteous. Tamar was righteous. This is actually an incredible yisod. you know what the difference is. The difference is in the moral character of the, the moral the moral I call it the moral fiber of the characters. That the difference was Ayesha Spotifar was a Russia. Right? She was she she was, she was she was she was wicked. Now, we'll say? Now, remember, there's a there might be a prophecy. Maybe she saw something prophetically, but at the end of the day, what she was looking to do was to engage in an act of immorality. What she was doing, she was looking to engage in an act of adultery. Now, we'll say? Now, remember again. Adultery is not just forbidden for Jews, right? Adultery or a code of morality is one of the Sheva Mitzvahs of is one of the cornerstones of a moral society that every single human being is bound by. So wants to make an amazing distinction. Tamar, whose intentions were righteous and whose character was righteous, ultimately, again, even through a series of kind of strange events, is able to produce a magnificently holy result. But Eshes Potiphar... Ultimately again, who may, who may have been driven by some type of what she perceived to be divine message, but the mechanism through which she, 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 she sought to bring about the actualization of that message was inappropriate, therefore again that 's rishos, that 's evil, and therefore nothing good comes out of it. In other words, what Troich is saying is like this about saying this is an incredibly important idea on a simple level. the ends don 't justify the means. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, sometimes in life you have to do you have to do uncomfortable things in order to bring about great results. But the moment that you have to become a Russia to do so is the moment that your cause is no longer a worthy one let's see you hear, you hear this distinction: we all have to do well we all, but sometimes in life we have to do uncomfortable things to bring about certain results. But the moment you have to do something that makes you a Russia, is the moment that the goal you are pursuing is no longer noble. Tamar has to do something uncomfortable. I mean, I would imagine ridiculously uncomfortable, right? Tamar Tamar was, remember again, Tamar was a a young woman. She was a young woman, widowed twice, Because of the actions of her husband, not because of her. And yet, she doesn't say anything. She can't say anything. What is she going to say? What what is she going to say? She's going to talk about the sons of Yehuda like this. A father-in-law who thinks that she's mamish like the black widow. Right? That thinks that she's just, there's no way I'm marrying off this girl to anyone else from my family. She has to do something uncomfortable, but yet while maintaining her righteousness. Isha's Potifar has to do something uncomfortable, but ultimately again illegal and immoral. And the moment that you have to become a Russia in the pursuit of the actualization of your goal is the moment that the goal is no longer worthy and no longer appropriate. So that's why the stories, although there's so much connection, there's a difference in the moral, the moral character of the two primary characters, of the two primary individuals, Tamar versus Eshes Potiphar, both motivated by a vision that there there needs to be a child with this particular individual. Tamar uncomfortable circumstances, but not illegal. Aishas Potifar illegal circumstances. She becomes a rasha. The moment she becomes a rasha, the actualization of the goal is no longer noble or worth acquiring. Well, it's such an incredible episode in life, and what an important lesson. Because how many times? Okay, not not like not like Tamar or Aishas Potifar, but how many times in life? Do we, ha- do we have things we need to accomplish? And the only ability to accomplish them requires us sometimes to do things which are uncomfortable. A difference between uncomfortable and illicit. A difference between uncomfortable and illegal. A difference between uncomfortable and inappropriate. Do you have to go out of your comfort zone to accomplish great things? Sometimes yes. But the moment that you have to make yourself into a russia is the moment you have to stop. And realize that this is not a goal worthy of pursuing. I suppose we'll we'll stop over here, we'll pick up a mirror session with Men Test tomorrow.